is MuseCast 14, your podcast for everything roleplay in the world of Eorzea. I'm your co-host, Remix Sakura. And I'm your other co-host, Demi. And today is the next part of our super in-depth analysis of the crown jewel of FF14 RP, the Balmung server. And we have our guests back with us today. Welcome back. Thank you. Good to be back. Thank you. Will you just remind all our listeners of your names? I am Brohamet. I am Safest Sephiroth, or Sephiroth. And I'm Kyria Highwind of the Balmung server. Awesome, thank you. So last time, we went into a lot of reasons why Balmung developed the way it did, what's it like now, and what are some of the biggest advantages of being there. But... As we all know, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. So today we're going to talk about why it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, such as that, you know, Brahamid and, and Seferoth are there because they're the Balbong problem. We are yes, the Balbong problem. <laughs> uh, between, us, between us, we've hit, what, 32 characters? <laughs> 31. I think I have one slot left. And they said I was an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That's just on Balmung. That's not that's not counting all the other stuff. Yeah. Speaking of a lot of characters on Balmung, let's go into our first con here. Yeah. <laughs> there are way too many people. <laughs> for some, for some. We talked about how the big population can be a good thing. You can go in and out of cliques, lots of activity, but damn if it's not overcrowded sometimes. For example, you'll never ever get a free character creation window. It's not going to happen. Absolutely, it, it hasn't happened since it hasn't happened since a week before Heavensward. It's never going to happen again. Yeah, you just you have to pay to get in, and that's kind of unfortunate, especially because a lot of people on there, they're alts. Exactly. Yeah, we discovered this corollary to the big population that people may not realize. I believe that a big reason why Balmung has such a high population is because it's inflated by low-level alts, such as some of Brahamid and Seferos characters, such as people like myself or Emmy who are on the server basically part-time. What happened, for me at least, is when I started the game, I wasn't into RP specifically in this game. I'd done RP in other contexts, but it was maybe a year and a half later that I thought to myself, I'm really into this story at this point. I'm really into the lore. I want to get into RP as well. And by that time, I had already made a home on Gilgamesh with a great FC, with housing and everything. And I don't want to leave that, no matter how interested I am in RP. So what do I do? I make an alt. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what a lot of people do. And like, yeah, she's level 30. But she's certainly not really contributing in a meaningful way, not end gaming, not crafting. And I think that that's just the situation with so many people, especially since our peers are by nature kind of altaholics, that if you were able to crawl the lodestone and figure out how many Balmung characters were like level one or like under level 10 or something crazy like that, I think you would find that... The numbers are hugely inflated with halts of people who want to RP, can't get on the normal way, and don't want to move. And that's actually a problem with Balmung being the RP server, that that's kind of people's only option. Yeah, and that's not to say that all these alts are just sitting around there doing nothing. 
there are a lot of people who are on these alts at one time. And so, as a result, it's just crowded. Everywhere you go, there are people. In one of the FCs that one of my characters is in, there's an actual rank designated for alts, and there's 69 people in it. It's something like wow. a, half of the free company is alts. It's a 143-person free company with 69 people designated as alts. And about to be another five or six. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, but as far as like census data is concerned, they still count. And that's really skewing things. Well, I know when you're talking about the uh, numbers of the most, like the active players, the way that they categorize that is they, uh, or they said that Balmung has the most active players. Uh, they categorize that by saying uh, who had completed the story up to uh, the point of the latest patch at the time that data was gathered. But that really doesn't even scratch the surface of how many people there are on Balmung. And like the percentage of people on Balmung that are at that point at any given time is really not that high. So you think that there's more than 20,000 people? Uh, I I think that there's well it, if the number says twenty thousand active people I'm positive there's more than twenty thousand people especially when you take into account uh, the game has what two million subscribers I heard last I heard and if the biggest server only has twenty thousand people and there's as many servers as we have then it can't be that our server considering the proportions only has 20,000 people period it has to be way more than that it's just that they're not doing end game they're not doing raids and stuff they're not level 60 on any other classes that kind of thing yeah right they're not showing up in idleshire yeah that's right if you're not in idleshire you don't count <laughs> exactly yeah. so this kind of creates a problem for people who do want to end game or who want to raid that they may be on a huge server, but for their purposes, it's like they're on a tiny server because there are so few endgame people proportionately or people that have invested in maximizing their character rather than just using them as an alt. Mm -hmm. And I would argue just from my personal experience, the majority of people who do do endgame do it to a limited extent. They don't want to do all of endgame. It's just a point of, well, my character uh is into Allegan stuff so i have to do coil so i can get the high Allegan gear so i can wear that but beyond that i don't give a shit about anything else so there you have a lot of that my character's aesthetic is black and purple so i'm gonna farm midhog ex for the bird that's right you are <laughs> oh man also a side effect of a huge population is debt lag and oh god, oh my god. like can you even play on Balmung if you're on a PS3, which is not going to be very much longer, but still, I did. I don't know. I yes. I have a PS3. It's hard. Well, I got a PS4 for my birthday about two and a half months, I want to say, before Heaven's Word launched. So I was on PS3 on this game for a while, and doing something like Odin was literally impossible. I had to run as a black mage and just spam ground AoEs, hoping I hit something. And going to certain RP events where there's a large amount of people, I wouldn't even be able to load in half of them. So I would, if there's something going on on stage, I'd more than likely just be at a loss. Because I wouldn't be able to see the people on stage half the time. There was a real problem of uh, when you would do MSQ events, and it's like, find the thing. There's so many people in the server that you don't know if it's not there or if it just hasn't loaded in. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> oh, man. 
trying to gather the Crystal Braves was a nightmare. It's a good thing that they're discontinuing support for the PS3 with the release of Stormblood, but that really doesn't eliminate the effects of if you have a bad PC, especially. I used to run the game on a laptop where on Gilgamesh, I could get into places like Circus Tower, but run the game at 7 frames per second and then not reliably. It would still take forever to load, so I can't even imagine what it would be like on Balmung just to get into somewhere like Idleshire or an Odin fate or anything like that. And so that problem is going to persist. If you have a lower lower capability system, it's still going to be very tough for you to be able to load in things on Balmung. What happened for events like the Summer Moonfire Fair or the last Power Rangers event that we had? Um, well, the uh, Moonfire Fair event in uh, 2016, you had the uh, Go-Go Opposing Rangers and that was great, and everything was awesome, and it looked so cool. And then you get to the part where it's like, okay, kill three bombs, and they load in the world for everyone. And so you have the entire server trying to kill six enemies and get credit for it. Um, and it was just complete chaos until, I mean, you get 16 hours into the event, and there are people that had actually, like, gone out of their way to like whip the crowd into shape and get a line that stretched from like that point to the other end of Costa del Sol. It was insane. Oh my gosh. I tried to get the ad- event done in the morning and it was just the most infuriating thing. And then I come back six and a half hours later from work and I just see people in a line and it it's just unnerving to see that just what happened while I was gone. Good luck at the fate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's rough. And aside from how it changes the gameplay, I imagine there's a lot of people that don't like constantly being among these enormous crowds in public areas. Oh, goodness, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am one of those. When I first transferred over to Balmung, I really didn't know how big of a server it would be. I knew it was the biggest server. But, for example... The first day that I got there, there was a an event that was going on over at the Chamber of Rule. And it was just like this masquerade ball. But I could only stay at that event maybe for a couple hours, for a couple minutes really on that server. Because I, I felt like I had to take a break. I needed fewer people because it was just people everywhere. Culture shock. You know, talking and role-playing and inviting people to parties and asking, do you want to role-play? And yes, it was great that people wanted to role-play, but... Sometimes all those people around, it's just too much, you know? And It's hard going to a public event where there's a bunch of people RPing and let's just say say chat because there's so many people in there. They're all having their own conversations. It's, it's just hard to keep up if you're not partied up with someone. Yeah, it's hard to follow even your own conversation within that. So going on to party chat is really the way to go if you want to try and roleplay with a bunch of people in one area at the same time. Another thing is, like, uh, I know we were talking about how it makes it really hard on low-end hardware. Like, even at the highest-end hardware, like, I went out of my way after the horrors of the PS3. I got the most expensive computer I could get. Uh, I run the game at the absolute maximum settings. I still can't load in everyone in certain RP events. I they, they just don't all load in. The game cannot handle how many people there are in certain areas at certain times. 
Let's bring up um, whenever we went to a stage reborn, we found out the actual hard cap limits for the number of people that can be in one instance before the game just starts making people invisible to you. It's at about 100. So if there's more than 100 people at an event, which on Balmung there very well could be, you're not going to load in everyone. And that includes um, not just people, but that also includes minions. So if people are RPing with their minions out, that counts as another thing that the game has to load. Yeah, it's it's a nightmare for uh, trying to do a huge event and keep track of everything that's going on. You just can't. And during events, while I think of it, because there are so many people there and so many things going on, it's very likely that somebody at some point is going to be offended in some way or you know, just disgruntled with how somebody else is doing. And it's very often that you'll see arguments going on, some kind of drama going on, just because of the amount of people there and because of how many different perspectives there are Yeah, in one area. Yeah, I think one of the stereotypes that surrounds Balmung is about drama and RP elitism and trash talking and hostility out of character. I wouldn't know about that because we only RP with good people. <laughs> I, I know about that because I follow every single Final Fantasy fourteen blog I see on Tumblr as a force of habit and then just unfollow anything that's just absolutely horrible, which is, it's been like three out of 400 so far, so not bad. But like, I do see it and it's, it's, I think it's less that it's as prevalent as people think it is, is that it's more that when it happens, it's so bad. It's so visible and so melodramatic that it just, you can't avoid it when it happens. If you're in that open area, if you're paying attention to everything open, like it, it makes its way, it makes the rounds. What comes to mind when we're talking about that is the whole discourse, controversy, whatever you want to call it whenever the New World set was coming out, that Native American-inspired oh, yeah. set of gear. Yeah, that's, I do remember that. That started on Balmung, but it blew up to the entire community. You have that with any time there's a set themed after any culture. It's, it's exhausting, really. There was a big debate over, is it cultural appropriation? Should you wear this at all? You know, should you tolerate people who wear this in the first place? I think the community is a little bit too polarized when you get to the point where people are like completely ostracizing people because they wore a piece of clothing that's in the game. Like there, there was discourse about the afro. The right, there was discourse about the afro. I forgot about that. I think this leads into a, a particular flaw that I will say can be sort of argued as a pro, but there are a lot of different people on Balmung, specifically types of social groups and such. And the way we get all this discourse and we get all these people talking about things is because there are so many different cliques and so many different communities represented on Balmung, which means if we're talking about the uh, <laughs> the con here, it means that you will run into a lot of people who have this sort of drama because at the end of the day, that intense social experience, that 30,000 plus people or however many we have on Balmung, so, so many. And um, I'd like to just add to this global point of all the people that we're talking about, that it is a byproduct of the social aspect of Balmung. And if that gets tiring, then yeah, I would consider staying away. 
No, I completely agree with you on that point. There was something I was thinking about as we were writing the outline for this episode, and it was the more people you have in general, the more likely you're going to find people who you agree with. The more nice people are going to end up coming into contact with. But the more people you have, the more likely it is that you're going to encounter some sort of bad apple. And those sort of experiences, for example, if you had a good experience at a store or a negative experience at a store, the negative experience is more likely to stick with you. Absolutely. I don't know what it is, but it's maybe just part of human nature. And so you're going to find a lot of friends and you might find a lot of drama on Baomong. And so that's something you have to weigh out. Can you withstand this sort of drama if it were to happen to you? Precisely. Yeah. As we were saying, yeah, you can move in and out of different cliques because it's so big that it's feasible to just avoid people altogether. Contrast that with other servers. If you are able to RP on a place that isn't Balmung, you'll find more close-knit communities where maybe that's tougher, but a small community where everybody knows each other means people are going to be more likely to just maybe work it out. Because if those are your only real friends or RP friends, maybe you'll be more likely to just say, hey, can we work out this misunderstanding and make it up? It's like you have an incentive not to be a bitch about it. <laughs> you know, I think you're right, though. I think you're right. You, It's not like you can go somewhere else and there are other people to, you know, go off with. So you got to make sure those are maintained. That's a great point, and I certainly think that there are certain people in this chat that could certainly benefit from that frame of mind. You can shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's a long list of things that I hate, and we're not going to go into them on this podcast. And I'm not going to write your shit if you try to bring it up. Don't even do it. Yeah. You can only name things that you hate about Paul. <laughs> oh. I'm not I'm not going to do that because I have to stay on Balmung. <laughs> I don't want to deal with what the fallout would be of me naming any of the things I hate about Balmung. <laughs> well, that, that is our topic of discussion. Let me rephrase that. Any any of the things I hate about the people. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. We'll keep a lid on that. Why don't we talk a little bit about the very interesting dichotomy that seems to exist which a lot of people don't realize? between Balmung historically and Gilgamesh historically as monoliths of the RP scene. Like, was it really better in the early days where there were two RP servers? Did that help alleviate the problem? See, the issue is that while there were people that benefited from having two servers, the problem was kind of rooted in that split. Um, a particular problem with the dual world phenomenon was that around 2014, um, the RP community at the time began migrating in droves to Balmung after issues with Gilgamesh's scene came up. And um, as I said in sort of the last episode, like, Gilgamesh is dying, everyone should go to Balmung. And Balmung seemed then to have greener grass. But um, without, like, fostering the smaller communities on the other servers and feeling like Balmung was the place to be, a lot of people decided to cut out Gilgamesh as the middleman, saying, like, well... There's no reason to have a second world when we can just have one world. And so everyone just kind of jumped ship. So I think there were some historical issues with creating that split that 
caused Balmung, if we're relating it to our other cons, to be so socially exhausting, to be so drama-filled, to be, you know, what we know of it as today. And, um, you know, when we're thinking about Balmung and how we interact with people, we kind of also have to remember that there were a lot of people that came here because they thought that it would be a better place, a better place to RP, and that sort of perpetuated itself overpopulation creating the social space and all of its negativity that we have now. I think when we look at these different servers, and if you're considering Balmung as an RP server, precisely, I don't really see it as better. It's just a different scene. And so for some people, the pros are going to outweigh the cons. And that's okay. And if, if yeah. it turns out that it's not right for you, that's also all right. I think that cross-server party finder may have helped alleviate the problems people might have if you're a serious Balmung endgamer and you thought that the raid scene sucked, which I hear a lot that the raid scene quote-unquote sucks on Balmung. I think that the crossover party fighter will help you in that situation, but it's not going to help you for RP because unless you want to RP like in front of Zervan, standing in your instance. But what is some effects that you have seen of the cross-server party finder. Well, I can talk a little bit about this, and I'd like to give just the tiniest little bit of insight into why the whole Balmung thing sucks. And this will be, you know, an alleviation of the con, but I will extrapolate upon the fact that it is it is kind of a con. Um, Balmung being so overpopulated means that you need, you need cash money dollars to actually get into it. And a lot of people, especially in real life, those browsing the FFXIV recruitment page, for example, um, they'll be like, why the hell would I want to go to Balmung? First of all, all these things that we've already established, right? Drama, ERP, you know, whatever, whatever. These, these are present in people's minds because these are, this is the conception of Balmung. But also, because you need to pay, um, to transfer or even make an alt at all. Basically, the drive to go to Balmung for Endgame is just not there. And so the con there is that if you want to play video games, you're probably going to steer clear of Balmung because all you know is that people don't go there to play video games. It's a vicious cycle. Crossover Party Finder now has definitely alleviated that, especially because Gilgamesh and Sargatanas being two heads of hardcore mindset and community are now available to Balmung. Um, but it's also really still a stigma of people on Balmung do not play the video game. So when you get someone from Balmung in your party, you go, hmm, are they going to pull out the Balmung pole? Are they going to like forget to put on Shield Oath? Are they going to, you know, do all their dots out of Cleric Stance? Like these sorts of archetypes or sorry, stereotypes are still stuck to Balmung players because throughout our history and our sort of segregation from the rest of the community, we've created a trap party system that means that, hey, that A9S2 chest hosted by a Balmung player probably won't be as good as you think. There's definitely a stigma behind Balmung players, and I try to keep any sort of snap judgment aside until I see how people actually play. But I think a lot of people, when they do see Balmung, they're like, oh man, oh no. Yeah, there's a lot of stigma against Gilgamesh for that same reason, because it's a it's a raiding server, and people are always, like, trying to clear very quickly. You get this, Gilgamesh <laughs> players are jerks. A12S clear party must skip sore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so so it's very similar in that respect, and I, I do hope over time that that goes away. Oh, absolutely. Because I think 
for both servers and a lot of the servers with stereotypes, there are going to be people who break those Absolutely. stereotypes. Yeah. One thing that I have definitely noticed as a Gilgamesh player, but a Balmung friendly player, on my home server, with cross server party finder, the bullying, straight up bullying that I saw of Balmung players was absolutely appalling to me. And I know it's because everyone thinks that Balmung is all role players. Like, knowing that was the reason was extra bad. I was like really ashamed of shit I saw in Party Finder. I mean, I'm always, I mean, I'm always ashamed of what I see in Idleshire, but like, even among like people in, in Link Shells or FCs, they're like, Balmung players get the boot because you can see their server, like, no Balmung players, like, you know, stuff that we've mentioned. Why this hate? It's very sad seeing that there's an association of if you roleplay, you're automatically bad because people roleplay, but sometimes that's not their entire in-game experience. I know yeah. very few people on Balmung that don't do PvE or PvP at all that are just pure RP. Uh, the vast majority of people I know actually prioritize game content over RP. Uh, like, I... I uh, this probably isn't true of the whole server, but if you're if it's the week of a patch, you're not going to get an RP with the group of people I know. Right, and I would agree yeah. from my own experience. It seems to blow people's minds that you could be an end gamer or a raider and a role player. Well, what it really comes down to is, hey, you do what you got to get those pretty clothes. <laughs> yeah, glamour is the true <laughs> end game. The true end game. <laughs> yeah, that's something we can all agree on. So from that perspective, all of Balmung is that end as that end game. Yeah, we're the only endgame server, honestly. <laughs> Take a look at Primal, they're all wearing Uraeus coats, huh? None of them uh, are original. Uh-uh. uh-uh. Or they're just unglamored at all. Yeah, just like nice prototype Maiden from like fucking 2015 or whatever. <laughs> like, that look is so uh. 3.2. <laughs> honestly, though! <laughs> Another con of Balmung. We're very judgmental when it comes to fashion. <laughs> oh. There is literally a dude on Balmung whose name is Captain Glamour who will walk up to people and and give them ideas for how to improve their fucking glamour. And I literally, I literally run a side business that I help people put together outfits and design their houses on Balmung. Because that need, there's tons of people, tons of people that need that just on Balmung. Yeah, right? All right. We went on a glamour tangent. <laughs> Worth That's it. That's a fun tangent. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But because of this experience I had as a Gilgamesher who likes Balmung, plays on Balmung part-time, to see my home server be such a fucking asshole, I was really ashamed. But, like, I know I can't change anything. I can only tell specific people, like, what is this for? And if they say something like, it's because they're all role players, and I'm like, I'm a role player too. You don't want me in your next CX party? Fine. Like, if you hate all role players, then you're going to cut out an enormous chunk of the population because it's like these stereotypes go even further. Like, oh, if you don't have a certain race or gender or glamour, you must not be a role player. Role players all have this. Like, really, really shallow stereotypes. And I... I was sad to see that the cross-server party finder was using not as a tool to unify us, but to do petty server drama, you know? It really was disappointing. I, I do want to mention, though, like, uh, just as an idea for the listeners, something you can do with the cross-server party finder uh, with 
there are people who have low-level alts of their character on a server that's not their main server. What you can actually do that we found out, which is awesome, is if you for some reason have an RP where you want to go into a dungeon as part of your RP, like form a party and go RP in a dungeon together, obviously not, but duty finder, it actually lets you do stuff like, okay, well, my alt is level 15, and I want to do arm veil because I hate myself, <laughs> so I'll just have my... Uh, <laughs> I'll just have my main on this other server join up across the across a party finder. And that's really a cool thing that you can do now. It makes it so that you don't have to invest so much in leveling alts on additional servers. Because if you need them for content reasons, you can just use your other character. Very nice. I mean, you can't instance the quicksand, but... If only we'll get to we'll get to how to do that later. I think. Oh yeah, pro strats. If you uh, if you talk to Mamodi six times, then spin in a circle, uh, you get teleported to the Balmon quicksand, and you can never escape. Clap your heels three times. Oh man, there is no place like like the quicksand. There is not. There isn't. The quicksand is pretty legendary, and we've talked about it before as a fun place to holy spam and also RP, but it has quite a bad reputation as basically being like you'll step inside and you'll immediately be molested sexually. You'll get 50 ERP tells. People are like literally having sex in public. Like how much of this is true? All of it. <laughs> it's, well, a, it's a rite of passage that you're not a true Balmung player until you've gotten a creepy tell from the quicksand. Oh, he doesn't just have to be in the quicksand. Uh, I know someone who has an experiment just to see. They uh, dressed up, uh, I think it was a row. They had a row woman and they put her in not a revealing outfit, just like, uh, like I think it was like the monk artifact gear, the level 50 gear or something like that. Just an outfit and stood him outside the quicksand and went AFK for eight hours and they came back and they had like 30 people that sent them tells like, hey, uh, let's bang. Like, no. <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> it's not it's not good, but it comes and goes. It's not as bad as it used to be, I would say, just as far as people actively going at you. Like it's still happening around you, but it's much less like there's much less people just walking up and emoting that they grab your ass or some shit like that. Though the fun part is when people are blatantly ERPing in the sand sea and you can just or the quicksand. And you can see it happening. You can see, okay, I'm looking at these two people, I fuck each other, and both of their search info says that they're into ERP, and they're wearing they're wearing those clothes. And then one of them fucks up and accidentally does a public slash EM. <laughs> and the entire yes. quicksand goes, well, Aww. I wonder what you're up to. <laughs> <laughs> the, the worst, and this is really rare, the worst is when people just intentionally do that, like just flat out openly. Uh, the last time I saw that personally was actually at the Carling Canopy back when Triple Triad had just come out. There were people doing some real creepy bullshit, like drugging each other's drinks and ugh, gross shit. And so I just walked over to them and went, I'm trying to fucking play card games, okay? Can you just, <laughs> can you take your creepy bullshit somewhere else? I just want to get this card all i want so keep it contained is the moral of the story keep it keep it in your pants out of sight yeah also make sure your characters are of legal age please please don't do the thing don't do the thing yeah god (laughs) i i don't want to name names but for fuck's sake don't do the thing thankfully we don't even know the name but we know who we're talking about 
Yeah, if you're that person and you're listening, cut that shit out. Bad. Oh, man. What about, like, Shout Chat? Oh, no. No. <laughs> Turn off Shout Chat. That, you do not want to hear what goes on in Ulda or Idleshire Shout Chat. The, the only time that Shout Chat has ever been a positive experience, to my knowledge... Is Null Puns. Is Null Puns. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> when, you're, when you're doing... If you're doing the uh, part of the story where you're doing Carthage Central Highlands at, like, level 38 for, like, your eighth time, turn on Shout Chat just so you can see people make Null Puns, and then complain loudly that Null Puns are still being made, with the response being more Null Puns. <laughs> It's it's a beautiful thing, and then just turn it off the second you go back to anywhere else. Uh, Null being the hunt mark, N A U L, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's the B. He's the B rank mark, and the traditional interaction is: Has anyone seen Null? And the response being: I have Null. I have Null. <laughs> Null lately. Uh, with someone adding Null way, I thought he was over here, and. It just goes for... <laughs> and then it gets meta. It's like, okay, please, this is literally the 656th time I've heard this. Can we please nult? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. It never this ends. This is not funny anymore. And, and <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is, All the time. That is literally the only positive experience you will ever have in Shout Chat on Balmung. But I'd like to ask, though, like, as as a Balmung, you know, native myself, like, how do you think that it's not... Yeah, not that was unintentional i promise but how do you think that it is something worth turning off like what exactly is bad about it uh people just talking mad shit and just the things that people say it is better off if you don't listen to them people just so just general trolls and negativity and racism i don't know about you but i don't read youtube comment sections i also don't keep shout <laughs> okay. chat on so Good. it's like the youtube comment section. these are the same thing really okay you that's a people, great comparison you have people in old uh, on the day that a new star wars movie comes out going uh hey blah 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 uh here's the spoilers for the new star wars movie or hey the patch has been out for two hours why don't you already know that character kylo death? ren killed dumbledore yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like that, at least in Idleshire on Gilgamesh. Everywhere else, I don't really have a problem, but ugh, Idleshire, no, no. Yeah, except for Balmung, it's a lot more widespread. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of areas. Yeah, oh, in Ulda, oh, yeah. in every city, geez, yeah. It gets real bad when it's like to the point that people start airing their fucking grievances and yell because they know people turn shout off so it's like no everyone needs to know i'm pissed off at this person um, i'm one of those sorry and they spread across the area because yell is not area wide so they have to they have to make sure they do it in sections like no everyone has to know that i'm bitching about this no it it was particularly bad last year during little ladies day because people were getting creepy with their waifu wars their 13 year old mm. girls Mm-hmm. Not good times. Not good times. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's just hope that doesn't happen again this year. Yes, yeah. please. No. Let's all just be idols and happy. Okay, but screw happiness. I'm on Balmung. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here to have fun or be happy. <laughs> Lastly, the downside of Balmung, especially as the biggest server, but I think every big server has this problem that housing is a 
big fucking racket. <laughs> yes, Absolute oh, garbage. Yes. So on Balmung, all the apartments have long been taken up. I've heard of small houses that have sold for like 90 million gil, and that's like no airships or anything like that. Just for the relinquish. 90 million. Maybe that's not the same for everybody. It is but, not for me. Yeah, that market, though, it doesn't seem like people are very willing to give stuff up on Baomeng. Every single apartment was gone in the first day. Uh, the missed apartments were gone in four hours. Yeah, and that hasn't even happened on Gilgamesh yet. There are, as far as I know, still goblet apartments up. So that's saying something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... I camped outside the Ulda apartments in, uh, I think, the 10th Ward subdivision, because I figured that was probably the least, like, that's that's as low as I could get as far as the activity, like, increased my odds of getting in, right? And I still ended up with, like, number 16, logging in just as servers opened. Well, the last time actual housing wards were added... I was trying to camp and get in the moment that servers went live. Like, I woke up at I don't know, three in the morning before servers were slated to go live just in case I didn't I didn't want to miss anything. And I got stuck in the queue. There was like two thousand people in the queue ahead of me, and I watched the last Lavender Bed's house get bought in front of me, not even ten minutes after servers went live. Ugh, right in front of you. Yes. It's bad, man. <laughs> I loaded in, I checked the map, I ran to it, and by the time I got there it was gone. Yeah, it's seriously cutthroat. Yeah, so don't go to Balmung if you need to have a house. Yeah, yeah. seriously. No, everybody wants a house for their, their FC events or their their roleplay events. You know, start up a tavern, start up a performance venue. Everybody wants it. I know that a stage reborn wants to find a Balmung mansion because they are planning to put on some performances on Balmung, so... If you have a house on Balmung and you would like to give it to an awesome organization, get in contact with the Stage Reborn. Yeah, do that, because we would really love to not have to make alts on some other dumb server and to review their shows. That would be great. <laughs> I don't think we have permission to like tell what the project they want to pull off is, but it's an awesome one. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Yep. Please look forward to it. Get hype. Get hype. Give them a house. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god people have probably already forgot all the good stuff we said in the last episode <laughs> like, but i think that we as a community created this problem we are all the balmung problem and we can do the same thing to either solve the problems or mitigate them or reduce the bad effects that they have on the RP community and the larger player community. So, what is the solution to the Balmung problem? That's tough. Yeah. But it's actually something that Emmy and I and, and friends of ours have discussed. So, there are basically two camps that I've found on what can be done. One idea is to get the community together to colonize like it was in the old days, a second RP server. Whether it would be a large one or a small one, I don't know. Now, the advantage of this kind of movement would be a jump in population on a small server, perhaps more housing, just more available resources to people 
to build these taverns and these other performance venues, create a brand new community, sort of like Greenfield, and possibly even have Square Enix step in maybe to incentivize a transfer. However, I will say that this is not an approach that I believe in, both from a philosophical perspective and a feasibility perspective. I think that at this point, the RP community is too big to be herded. You're going to have this classic problem of cat herding. Like it's too big, it's too fragmented, and there isn't like an overlord who can just appoint like everyone go to Zalera now. Zalera is the new second RP server. Like how many people are really going to follow that? What There's no force involved. And I don't think that Square Enix would do this either or incentivize a transfer because they're just not heavy handed with their community. They don't have a history of trying to push players in a certain direction. So I just don't think it's their style. And even if, let's say, there was some kind of incentive campaign, move to Zalera for RP or some kind of community-driven thing, transferring is not a trivial matter. Imagine you have to give up your previous house, give up all but one million of your previous savings in Gil. And you, it's an individual decision to transfer, right? So if you have an FC, you're leaving all of those friends behind, and you don't know if they're going to plan on transferring too. Maybe they will, maybe some of them will go, but I don't know that it would be 100% certain that all role players are going to go somewhere, or only certain groups of role players are going to go somewhere else. You know, will it be enough of a migration to fill up the population if we don't know how many people are planning on leaving? Yeah, and I expect that there would be some kind of fragmentation. For example, what if a bunch of people want to make Zalera the new RP server, but a bunch of other people want to make Mateus the new RP server, and they disagree and they can't come to an agreement? So there's going to be more fragmentation. And maybe you decided you wanted to go to Zalera, but your friends are like, no, I'm going to Mateus instead. I'm just using these as examples because they're the tiniest servers. <laughs> I just don't think that you can herd cats. And I think that we're all cats and you can't hurt us. <laughs> we're all cat <laughs> you know? boys. Yeah. I yeah. I'm a Lala well, Or cat girls. I don't know about you guys. I'm a Lala. I, yeah, I can't yeah. say the same. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a lot of things. I'm, I'm kind of confused <laughs> in my identity. Let's leave it that way. <laughs> I think that's something about the... Uh, speaking of being confused in the identity, like I think that historically one of the reasons why the whole second server thing didn't work is because of establishment. Because it was already this particular place that you can go to find people and all this. I think that a grassroots approach to RP is potentially for the best. I think that uh, when looking at all of our sources and all of our forum posts and Reddit posts, you can see that there was a push to go somewhere. Go to Baumong. That's the place you go. And reverting that narrative, because we have the power to, is important to keep people on their servers. I know that, I mean, we can think of it sort of like, it's a meta thing, right? Where like, I only know that certain servers are hubs of RP that aren't Balmog because people have told me that. And so getting word out and being able to revert that narrative already solves the problem. And then for people that are on the smaller servers, especially those listening right now, don't feel afraid to bring in people of other communities and other players that are interested into your taverns, 
into your spaces because the fact is that Beaumont has always worked spatially. We have the quicksand, we have, you know, the tavern down the street in every ward. And these certain elements of community can be created anywhere. We just have the historical citation, if you will, using that completely metaphorically, that says, hey, this is part of our culture. This is just a thing that we do. If you're the first one to set up that bar on Zalera and you get a bunch of people who by no means are great RPers but are actively engaging in the fun of roleplay, that's a gain. That's a win. And it's not a issue that needs to be solved by asking all of the hardcore RPers and their FCs to transfer to Zalera. It's a problem that we can solve by asking people, if you want to see people RPing, if you want to see people having fun, if you want to see the shittiest writing you'll ever see in EM chat, <laughs> no one wants that. No one wants that, but that's what we started with on Balmung and Gilgamesh. We got to a certain point where we had standards, perhaps. Sometimes we still don't. But the fact is that if we think of RP as this fun thing, something that we do and enjoy, then you're really just bringing that joy to a different environment through your own, you know, abolishment of standards, your own tavern, and your own understanding of how to create a community, bring people together in a setting that works for you. Honestly, and frankly, the although people can disagree with this, of course, I think solving the Balmung problem is just remembering, don't come to Balmung. It's not It's not that yeah. we have the quicksand. Yeah. I love the quicksand. But if you want to solve the Balmung problem, stop coming here. And that's a very important piece. Stay in your ward. Make that tavern. Make your friends come over and say some shitty things in EM chat just to live in it up a little bit. And there you go. You're Balmung now. Make your now. on other servers. <laughs> exactly. Make Mateus. It's fucking great. Oh my god, you really said it perfectly. And I could not agree more the position that i take is that we need to foster these small roleplay communities on every server we shouldn't have to make people choose it should be that wherever you happen to land wherever you happen to have this friend from another game or another place and wherever they play go join them and rp no matter where it is so here's the thing about having two quote-unquote unofficial RP servers. That only cuts the problem in half and it doesn't really solve it. There are dozens of servers in this game. Wouldn't it be better if we could just spread things evenly? That's kind of a novel idea. I mean, I know it'll never happen fully, but as far as RP is concerned, we have done this the most that we can and we're going to continue to do it is just fostering those small RP communities on every server. I would much rather see, rather than having Balmung with 80, 85%, 90% of the population participating in RP, and then on Gilgamesh, it's like 10%, even though it was at one time the second RP server, and then on every other server, it's like 2%. Why can't we have like 20 to 30% of the population on every server participate in RP? Like spread things evenly. It could even be that RP to some extent, naturally attracts people to smaller servers because they have friends and they know that RP is possible. Why not have a sort of a mid-size as the ideal and know that some servers are still going to be smaller and some are still going to be bigger, 
our stance has always been be that person that starts the RP community. I absolutely agree. Maybe just get people together. Even if there's like five people at the beginning, like RP with each other, make it visible, throw on your RP status and make one tavern, put it up on Party Finder. You're going to get harassed. You're going to get nasty tells and just try to ignore it and know that there are eventually going to be people that are like, hey, this sounds cool. I've always wanted to RP or like, what is with this RP thing? I thought that only happened on Balmung. What's with what you guys are doing? And then you just explain it calmly and it, it's tough. But wouldn't everybody be happier if they could just stay where they started or not have RP be the main driver of the server you choose, right? Yeah. I, I think one of the biggest things with the situation is that as far as the solution goes, it's not really that likely that people on Balmung are going to, like, for instance, server transfer off Balmung. But I think what we can do is we can, like, foster smaller RP communities, like you're saying, on other servers. And the best way to do that, and from my point of view, what would be most effective, is less trying to sway existing RPers from server to server to server, because people just only have so much time, and the majority of people probably, like, most people can't afford the time to consistently play 13, 14, 15 characters, but like really focus on outreach and getting more people either in the game that already play that don't RP to try RP or to outreach to people who you know from other games or other places that you RP with. Like, hey, we RP on FF14. We do stuff on this little server here. Do you want to come join our events sometime? Um, and I think especially for the reason that... Uh, Someone who has a trial of the game and is just trying the game out and has no real incentive to stick around, they're just giving it a try, they're not going to pay $18 to go to Balma. So if you start fostering these communities on smaller servers that you don't have to pay money to get onto, then that's really a lot more open for like people who are completely new to the game to come in and do stuff. And I think that really is what the ideal should be. Because like you're not like no one can break up Balma at this point. It's too big it can't be shattered apart across every server but when you when you foster it and you encourage people to make alts on zolera or mateus or i know people that do it on genova um that get, that makes the rp community as a whole stronger yeah don't be afraid to teach some of the ins and outs of rp because i remember when i made my original balmung alt um I was kind of very nervous to do anything with her for a long while because I wasn't super confident in the lore of this game yet. I wasn't sure where I wanted to go with her, and I just I didn't want to slip up or do anything wrong and just kind of get chewed out because you know that kind of anxiety is a real thing. But if you have if you're mentoring someone and your character you know is friends with them, they have you as a go-to. Um, to RP with until they're more comfortable going out into the world. That really forges um, not just stronger bonds, but stronger RPers. Because Saferoth and I, we are one another's primary RP partners, but whenever I go off with someone else, I feel completely confident in what I am doing because I've had so much practice in a safe space. Yeah, I think that this has to happen organically. Rather than by force, because nobody's going to listen, 
and you should be able to stay with your current friends, FCs and housing, whether you're on Balmung or whether you're somewhere else. A really unfortunate thing that I kind of touched on earlier is this bullying of Balmung people or bullying of role players on other servers. If there weren't one big monolithic place for RP, that would diminish. For example, if it became more known that our peers were everywhere on every server, they wouldn't be so easy to label and pick out and bully. It would be clear to everyone that our peers are among all of us were no different. And you can't tell what the difference is. You know, it removes the stupid label unless you want to use a label and put up your RP status. But if people see that across more servers and more places, it'll just become more normal. And this really unfortunate situation of, like, unnecessary hate and unnecessary stereotypes of role players would really be hampered. And I think just as far as advice on helping people that are just starting from scratch on a server that doesn't have a whole lot going, like, something I would really strongly advise that you try out is uh, set up a Tumblr blog, set up a, like, a blog of some kind. Set up something, get a... get a page on the uh, rpc wiki make an account on the rpc forums in some way have something that you can link people to in your search info so that they can go okay what's this about and they look it up and you have like a character bio and you have info on your character and that kind of thing so that people can very quickly see like okay so this is this is a thing that people are doing this is a thing people are putting effort into like like that kind of thing uh if you can get links up in your search info uh stuff like that that's really helpful Yeah, I think that one of the solutions to this problem is to remember that you can RP out of game if you want to. And Tumblr is kind of the main place to be. I would think that's what I have the most experience with. But if you enjoy forum style RP, which I've done in the past, go to Heidelin Roleplayers, which is at ffxiv-roleplayers.com. They have a great wiki, which is a great place to put your character bio if maybe you don't want to be on Tumblr. That's part of the solution, too. And just as a side note, making those wiki pages for your characters, it's its actually a lot of fun. It could maybe prompt you to just develop little details you haven't thought about, or converge all of your bio data into one place, which I think is my biggest problem. You know, like, I'll have little bits scattered across many posts, but if someone wants, like, a quick intro to this character, I'd be like, I'd be like, uh, you know. <laughs> When we think about these forums and these other spaces, Tumblr, perfect example, where people are peeing, it's kind of proof positive that we don't need a particular space in which it should happen. Um, and Balmung has always been seen as this particular place where it should happen. On Behemoth, for example, you know, particular agendas have been pushed. You know, people have been making party finders all over the place saying like, hey, you know, you can RP with me, just me, just one person. But it's still one person. And um, maybe like a few months ago or so, I think, if my memory serves me correctly, there was another behemoth party that was like, hey, 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 RP adventure party, come in and just be in character. You don't need to know what RP is, just like, just join. And that sort of proved to me that you don't need a space to RP. But if you can carve that out with your own personhood, with your own vocality, saying, listen, I'm hosting this event, then that allows RP to exist on other servers without needing that designation. And breaking down that identity of Balmung, saying, like, you know, we don't need 
to have it be this monolithic server anymore. And as we were talking about with Sephiroth and these different outlets that we presume or we posit ourselves to, that's that's really important. And if we keep doing that, then we will eventually revert that narrative of Balmong being the only place to do it. Yeah, I can really see that. I think we said in our intro episode, all you need to RP is another person in your imagination. That's really all it takes. So we were mentioning before a bit about what A Stage Reborn has done as far as, maybe not for RP, but for entertainment, bringing people to smaller servers. And as media outlets, as content creators, what can we do? Well, one thing that we have been trying to do with the Crucible in the past couple months is just branch out towards other servers. Um, We're mostly based on Tumblr, and the beauty of that is that we aren't necessarily rooting it to Balmung. We've gone to other servers to promote other people, such as um, we've gone to Marlboro, Sargitanis, and we look to we're looking to go to more places. But because we have so many characters on Balmung and we're so invested in that, we can't really effectively put our feelers out and find everything that's going on. But we are more than willing to help promote other people in their ventures to try and boost the RP community in smaller servers. Yeah, we'd love to help people. It would be great. Uh, we, we usually write things that are a little bit less than flattering, but... Um, I mean, I mean, personally, I think it's a compliment to be called a vampire. Um, but that's just me, apparently. And such bombastic claims will make people just take a second look like, like, what? There's... You know, an illegal Alamegan fight club on Zalera? What? So if you are planning on hosting an event on a smaller server, go ahead and reach out to us because there's more than a good chance that we'll feature you because, you know, RP is for everyone. Just uh, just make sure you give us more than like a day's notice because <laughs> we do have to actually write these things like we... <laughs> I mean, hey, you were pretty quick on that whole, like, Blue Mage thing when the live letter came out or whatever. Like, you you have a quickness in Gobby speak. We actually planned that out days in advance. Um, and we just timed it so that it seemed uh, like we the, were right on top of it. Well, on the other hand, though, uh, I put up <laughs> about how it is to date our most popular article about how a Limson man fished up a fish that is causing the end of the world in response to uh, finding out that the world crashes, the server crashes were because people were fishing. Yeah. Um, and we had that up the night that that announcement was out. So, I mean, we can work fast, but please don't count on us doing it. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a pitch, shoot it to us at the crucible FFXIV at gmail.com. Sweet. Thank you for offering that. Wow, I feel like I've learned a whole ton by talking to these guests, really. We are really lucky to have them, and the community is lucky to have you. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for coming on to our show. It It's really nice to have other perspectives on things that, yeah, we're kind of a part of, but we really wanted to have people who had been on there a lot well, longer than we had, and, and it was good. 
Well, to be honest, thank you. We really are excited to be on here um, and to be ourselves. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I just play the video game and think about stuff, so I don't have anything to really contribute other Aww. than my words, but thank you so much for the opportunity as well. They've been super appreciated, and I think all of our listeners will have learned a lot, whether or not you're a Balmung player or not, whether you have been convinced to join or convinced to stay away. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this look at Balmung. <laughs> yeah, of course, send us your feedback and your thoughts. This is all a dialogue and a discussion. As you can see, because we had three guests, which is also a new high for us, new record. Woo! <laughs> Yay. All right, so who is left to give their bi-weekly story of something interesting that has happened to you in-game or out-of-game, but FF14 related? And last time we did some haikus, not all of it, so we'll keep it to three sentences or less this time as well, but haikus are encouraged. I am not smart enough to think of a haiku on the fly, <laughs> so I... We'll just tell a story about a fun photo shoot that I had for our March issue. Okay. Um, so I had an idea at the very last minute to do something with leprechauns for the March issue because St. Patty's Day. So I reached out on Twitter to Denmo. And about a couple hours later, I was on Excalibur dressing up Denmo as a leprechaun while people off-screen were shooting the uh, gold saucer poppers at him. And you'll be able to see that on our March cover. I think by the time this podcast airs, that will already be uh, visible. Awesome. That's some temporal stasis shit right there. <laughs> wow. I don't have anything quite so interesting or involving any celebrities, though I guess you could say it does kind of involve some FF14 celebrities. For a while now, we have been part of an effort on the part of Gamer Escape, who might just be the actual most reputable tabloid in Eorzea. <laughs> I, I, I feel like it's... <laughs> it's not in tabloid form, though. Oh, yeah, it's a website. It's a disservice to call yeah. them a tabloid. We have been part of an effort on the part of Gamer Escape to bring together all different kinds of FF14 content creators. And what do they call it? The FF14 Content Creators Network. Really? I thought it was called the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, you can't tell anyone. My bad. Uh-huh. So they've not only just brought everybody together to have more contact and chat and collaborate more, but they do a weekly post where they round up all of the content that's been released that week from all of the members. So, we are among such esteemed company as Phoenix Down Radio, She Heals I Tank, Gather Together, Aetherite Radio, Mog Talk, Ethis Asher, Maelstrom Radio, The Crucible, hey. They've got Limit Break Radio, they've got a YouTube show called Work to Game, they've got the Moogle Post. Love those guys. They've even got Wonder Sabaku, who is, I believe, from A Stage Reborn. Love that guy. Yeah, so basically a whole bunch of cool people and also Musecast. Ah, uh, don't put it that way. <laughs> Just a, a, little, those guys. a little podcast called Musecast, you know. You guys are cool yeah. people. With a bunch of losers mm -hmm. on it. <laughs> oh, thank you. So I definitely want to give them a thanks and a plug. So head to GamerEscape.com 
and check that shit in your feed or follow them on Twitter. I don't know their Twitter. I don't have that memorized, but go to GamerEscape.com and you'll find all the content that you could ever hope to consume. It's been fun getting to know all the people who create content that's related to this. It's so cool. Yeah, I'm just slightly disappointed that our Aorzean Podcasters Alliance Discord didn't work out quite so well. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. I hope this one works. Well, oh, yeah. you've got some big power behind it, so I seriously think it will. Yeah. Some good people who are smart and know how to do things. <laughs> so that's my story. We thank all of you listeners again for sticking with us for another episode that we had to split into parts because we go on and on. And we also had these other people that also go on and on. But that's cool because all the things that they were going on and on about were awesome. Thank you. Yeah, this was a great set of episodes. I, I really like it. And next time we will be covering smaller servers. You know, all those places where you should be role-playing instead of transferring your character <laughs> yes. over to Valmung. Please, please, stay there. We would love to have you in theory, but listen, it's better for the community if you don't. Just stay where you are, stick with your families, <laughs> keep at yeah. it. Or just uh, be nuts and get th- three or four accounts. And uh, just, just, just make characters on every server in the game. You know, you can have up to 64 on the same account, so keep that in mind. i don't think that's going to be a viable option for most but thank you for for putting that out there (laughs) and in the meantime while you're deciding on what to do if you should transfer where you should transfer keep on listening to us you can find us on itunes stitcher and google play and you can also find our social media accounts on our website at www.musecastxiv.com you can also find us on Facebook. Our name there is same thing, Musecast XIV. And you can find us on Twitter at Musecast XIV. We are very, very creative with our <laughs> names. <laughs> and if you like what you heard, you can consider donating to us through one of two ways. You can donate to our Patreon every month, where, among other things, you can get access to our bonus content, all the things that we wanted to talk about but didn't get to, or get access to episodes before they air. And you can also give a one-time donation to us through our PayPal. And both of those are hopefully now shiny on our website. I promise to make them shiny before this airs. I promise. (laughs) Okay, so they will be shiny. It'll take you like five minutes. It's just a matter of like getting to it. (laughs) Okay, so, so just go to our site and click on the shiny buttons. And you can donate to us if you so choose. It would be much appreciated if... Any of you that have really enjoyed what we do, get value out of it, have learned something, could help pay a few of the bills that we have. Give us your money. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little. Every month. Forever. <laughs> yeah, we really do. We do appreciate it, Yes, though. we love you guys that are like the crucible. Yes, we are patrons. We're glad that we are, too. Yes. <laughs> it's a great honor. Aw. And hey, I'm sure after listening to these episodes, you're dying to read the crucible even if you haven't already which we wouldn't know why you can read <laughs> <laughs> you can find the crucible mainly at the crucible we post new articles every monday and friday thursdays we do letters to the editor which is basically devolved into r slash roast me so please please submit your own letter to the editor i would love to tear you a new one 
on Sundays, <laughs> we publish classified ads, and you can just advertise anything you want in character. We also have a monthly comic, A Life of Adventure, that we put out, and we have freelance articles that go up every so often. We're also on Twitter, at CrucibleFFXIV, not The Crucible, because it was too long. We are also at Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash TheCrucibleFFXIV. Patrons get behind-the-scenes content, such as access to drabbles that we write around our horrible, horrible staffers that you should totally punch in the face if you ever see them. <laughs> behind-the-scenes uh, looks at our photo shoots. You can see the screenshots that we take that didn't make the cover. And we, as of the time of this podcast going live, we're also going to be on Facebook at The Crucible FFX IV. So as you can see, we're just as creative with our naming as you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as for myself, while I don't have a whole lot of social media presence, you can find me in-game as Kyria Highwind on Balmung. That's K-Y-R-I-A and Highwind of Kane fame. Or um, just on Reddit at Night of Winds, all one word, K-N-I-G-H-T of Winds, as if, you know... <clears throat> As what blows. <laughs> so. <laughs> awesome. Thank you again to our awesome guests. And next time we're really going to be looking forward to talking to some folks who are doing great things with RP on small servers. Hint, hint. Please be one of hint, them. Hint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's our goal now. Be one of those. Represent your community. <laughs> We look forward to talking to you again then. But for now, adventurers, we'll see you later. See ya next time. Thanks for listening to MuseCast 14. Tune in next time when we'll be discussing small servers. Happy adventuring and may you ever walk in the light of the crystal. <laughs>